Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Eight o'clock Monday night. New show. Kind of a new voice. I've been away for a while. Nick Price producing, of course, because nobody else is allowed to. I'm Dusty Likens. This is the Red Reaction Show. We react to what you saw on Thursday night this past week against the Chiefs and the Texans. This is your show. 913-576-7610. This isn't my show. I just work here. They put my ugly mug on a picture, and they said, hey, go do something with it. Eight to nine. I know you people that call into this show all the time and post-game You've seen something. It's not always picture perfect. But Thursday night was pretty different. And this show is something that you get to express your opinions on. This is something that you can call the phone line, 913-576-7610. You can text the show. Like the top of the text of the line that we have. Smitty's Beer and Burger Garage text line, 913-576-7610. Same as the phone line. Notice anybody complains about Reed's play calling or clock management since Alex has been gone. That's something you can chime in on. That's something you could talk about. We talk about the game, you react to it. Chiefs, Texans, Jay Binkley, his nickname for Clyde Edwards Hilaire for some reason is Louisiana Hot Sauce. I could dive into Clyde. You could too. Chiefs versus Texans was a nice first game of the year on a Thursday night in Arrowhead. Everything seemed to be going its way. The weather wasn't really that great. The Chiefs tend to play their game the way they have to whenever they need to. What I mean by that is Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes are going to dominate most games anytime, shape, or form. And in this game, it was a game against somebody who's supposed to be a contender in the AFC. This looked very different from other things that we've seen before. You can call in, give your reaction, 913-576-7610 for four downs. Just want to let you know, if you have a reaction that sticks with the show all year long, We play the best ones from every week. There's 16 weeks in a season for the Kansas City Chiefs to play a football game. You give off a hot topic. Maybe there's something that you didn't like. Maybe you were concerned that Clyde had a couple of shots inside the one and two and couldn't get in. You're kind of worried about that. Maybe you want to think of something that I was thinking about on the way here that I talked to Nick Price about before the show started. And that was that Andy Reid, as the head coach, has never taken a running back in the first round, right? Like, we just don't ever see Andy Reid take that gamble, right? And what Andy Reid did in this situation is he went with the exception, not the rule, right? The rule is stick with the later round pick, stick with somebody in the later rounds. You can always find a running back. You don't have to go with something rich off the top. 
They took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the last pick of the first round. That's just the way it went in this year's draft. Sometimes when you go that route, it pays off. We saw Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 25, 158, now leads the NFL in rushing. And you think to yourself, well, it's one week, it's one game. They were favorites. They were on their home turf. They didn't have to go anywhere. It seemed like a really logical way for him to be comfortable in his first game. That doesn't matter to me. The exception that is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the fact that with his running style and this Chiefs offense, we didn't even get to see what he can do in the passing game. We all saw what Kareem Hunt did, third-round pick out of Toledo, first game against the New England Patriots. Wasn't really that great of a game for the Patriots. Kareem Hunt, on the other hand, would have ended up going on the rest of that season as one of the best running backs in the NFL that year, and people thought, oh, my goodness, with him in the backfield in this offense, things can be crazy. Again, third-round pick, Clyde Edwards-Solaire, first-round pick. Say what you want, 30-second pick. Dusty, I've missed you, buddy. Now, you better do a good show. LOL, Goatman. Thank you. Good to see you, Goatman. Still kicking. Text lines, 913-576-7610. That's two. I haven't gotten it wrong yet. I no, won't get getting, it wrong, man. You're doing pretty good. You know, for all this time off, you're, you're coming in pretty fresh. And there's a phone line open for you as well, 913-576-7610. Good to hear you, Dirty Werewolf. It's been a while. Been many moons. But we go back to the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire topic. And if you feel free, like you want to chime into this, and you think, Dusty, you're just talking out of something else besides your mouth. You just don't know what you're talking about when it comes to Clyde and Andy. And what I mean is when I bring this up, I bring back the topic of the exception, not the rule. You don't go with a first-round pick on a running back, especially in an offense that was fine last year. Lit up the league. Couldn't stop it. Didn't know who to stop. Kelsey Hill, Watkins. Hardman was a rookie. Damian Williams was pretty solid when he was on the field. And then out of nowhere, the Chiefs do this. And, of course, you hear the, the narrative before the draft. Andy Reid asked Patrick Mahomes who he wanted out of the pick. He goes, I want this Clyde guy. So within this first game, 25, 138, five and a half, is there anything more dangerous now in the NFL than giving Patrick Mahomes the ball on second and four or second and five most of the time? There's really not anything worse than that. If you're facing that, that's insane. Because now you're giving the guy with the most talented arm in the NFL who can do anything on third and 10, third and nine, third and 15 in the Super Bowl. Now you're giving him the ball on average after, of course, one small sample size of a game with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just running the ball. You're giving him the ball with only four yards to go on second down. That's where the Chiefs get dangerous. Well, and it brings back that whole element that you had back when you had Kareem Hunt on this team and being able to, you know, use that high-power offense to just jump ahead early in the game like the Chiefs always seem to do with Patrick Mahomes. But then really drawing out those drives late in the game and keeping the other team off the field, that's something that, you know, I don't want to say the Chiefs struggled with that at all, but, you know, that was something that definitely wasn't a strength of the team, was being able to put teams away by just keeping their offense off the field because they scored too quickly most of the time. And so now, and you mentioned it earlier, Dusty, the fact that yeah. Clyde didn't even catch a pass on Thursday night and he was able to be that effective just running the ball, I mean, I, I would hate to be a defensive coordinator going up against the Chiefs right now. I mean, he's just more special than like somebody that could add. I mean, I get it. It's, it's like there was a lot of people when this draft happened, the linebacker, the Ravens, so I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but the Chiefs had their eye on him. And again, that's just something they technically needed. 
Well, it's just like almost as simple as your fantasy football drafts. If there's a player that you want that's there, you tend to be like, okay, I'm going to try to get this guy. Hopefully no one else snags him. And then when somebody does and your pick is two or three slots later, you then think to yourself, okay, now I've got to take like somebody that's just going to be impactful. Right. And Patrick Queen is yeah, the, guy the guy that you were talking yeah, yeah. about. And that was one where I was kind of looking at the draft. And I'm like, yeah, uh, a linebacker makes a ton of sense for this team. There have been a little bit of rumblings about taking a running back. Maybe I thought maybe, maybe Dobbins, maybe Taylor. But then, you know, the Clyde pick shows up last pick of the first night of the draft. And at first, I think a lot of people were kind of taken back. Like, really? Like this was not one of the top three guys on a lot of people's boards, but clearly they saw something in him. And we saw it on Thursday night, too. Yeah, I just think that when you think about this Chiefs offense of how good it was in 2018, and then 2019, obviously, was the Super Bowl run, and, like, Pat, you know, missed a couple of games with the knee injury or whatnot, and, you know, the offense kind of, some people might have thought, you know, didn't look as surprising because you'd never seen it before and it hadn't ever been as polished as it was. This offense really only needed one small piece, and they got it. And even though you want to be kind of like sarcastic and say that Clyde Edwards is a small piece to have this offense, you think about it like, oh, this offense just needs a running back to really like electrify like what it can possibly do as a total offense on a team. Because you think about what it was in 18, they didn't win the Super Bowl, but there's a lot of fans that still kind of bring that up. Last year kind of kind of cured that pain. But like you think about when they played that 2018 season, there wasn't really anybody that you could think that could stop that team. And then the Patriots do it barely in overtime at Arrowhead because of an offsides call and some other things that might've factored into that. The next year, they don't even think twice. They just go through it. They keep it with the steady flow. They keep with what worked, what got them there to the AC championship the game before when the Super Bowl. then you think to yourself, okay, now they just need like a linebacker or they need somebody to kind of help out with, you know, Hitchens and Neiman and guys like that. I didn't even know Ben Neiman was still on the team, by the way, like he made a tackle. And I was fair. like, Oh my no, God, that's fair. And it was kind of crazy that Dirty Dan made the first tackle of the game, which was also good to see. Right. Um, but you think about this team, we can get into like a defensive guy's mindset now as you think about where they took Clyde with the first overall pick as to where they could have taken like a guy like Patrick Queen. You think about safety. They've got a dog there, right? Matthew, you look at Chris Jones, same type of thing. They've got a personality on the D-line. Frank Clark's not really considered a linebacker. He's like an edge rusher, which kind of makes me think he's like a defensive lineman. If you were to hang out in groups outside of school or at recess, Frank's going with the D-line guys. And you don't really have that voice. Like you have Tyra Matthews as safety. You have Juan Thornhill's safety. You don't really have that within corner and you don't really have that in linebacker. So you kind of with everyone in the draft pre-thought was like, do they go linebacker? Do they go corner? Or the people like me that are just get horned up over like seeing that offense go nuts. And if you can't beat them, you know, just join them. And they drafted a running back because the linebacker they had their eye on, I believe, and Patrick Queen, was gone because the Ravens knew what they were going to have to go against in order to be successful. And that defense got stronger, whereas the Chiefs' offense got better. And we'll get into the Ravens and Chiefs a little bit later on as we get to the final segment. Again, 913-576-7610, your, your show. You want to call in, I'll set you up. You do whatever you want. We'll do some reactions. Nick Price is here. Jay Binkley won't leave. He literally won't leave. It's, no, it's fine. He lives here. I cry to him after yeah. the show. I lay on his shoulder. That's what he's good for. Oh, yeah. He takes my tears seriously. Um, but no, and like we get into this a little bit more. We can dive in a little bit more with how Clyde and this offense is. But there's two things we know for sure. And that is that Andy Reid, for one, went with the exception, not the rule. He went with a first round running back because he knew, hey, they want to draft defense instead of offense. That's fine, even though they went and got J.K. Dobbins. But you want to draft defense, make your defense that's already pretty good that much better? Fine. 
will just make our offense that much better, polish it up, because now you have Watkins, Hilaire, Hill, Kelsey, Hardman, Robinson, Mahomes, and now it's like, okay, take your best, our best, we'll collide. We know what the future is in the NFL. Right, and you know, you talked about how they could have gone and tried to help out their defense by drafting a linebacker or whatever, but they kind of did help out their defense in an indirect way because you look at the time of possession from Thursday night, the Chiefs had the ball for 35 minutes to the Texans 25. That is something that we're not used to seeing in Kansas City. We're used to seeing, you know, the Chiefs winning football games, but being out possessed by 10 minutes or 15 minutes the other way around. So being able to give your defense that much needed breather deep in the game is something that Clyde also adds to this offense, which helps out on the other side of the ball too. Speaking of this offense, Clyde was a jolt. He was a lightning bolt to this offense. It's just going to make it so much better and make it, I think, even better than 2018. I don't know if Pat's going to throw 50 touchdowns for you know over 5,000 yards, but I know that's going to be something. But we speak of that offense next. Your calls, your reaction, 913-576-7610. Text line's the same. 913-576-7610. Nick Price, Dusty Likens, Red Reaction Show. Come back. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. Welcome back to 610 Sports Radio. The conclusion of what is such a long Monday. I mean, I know Mondays suck for most of you. That's like always like the cliche with Mondays. Everyone hates Mondays. I had a good Monday. Sure, Mondays. Yeah, everyone hates them. I like Mondays. I'm different, though. You are. Um, but, like, I think it's crazy because, like, you had Derek Johnson on this morning at 730. I mean, it's way more than 12 hours ago. Danon Hughes was on at 8.30. Bill Moss, 11 a.m. Andy Reid's press conference at 12. Patrick Mahomes at 2.15. My goodness. I listened to the Pat Mahomes interview this morning. Not this morning, this afternoon. I had a real good Monday. I feel like Will Ferrell from uh, old school. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, in the scene where they're trying to get him to do the beer bong. And he's like, I got a big day with the lady tomorrow at Home Depot. I got to go get some stuff for the house. Right. I got to work on the car. Got some yard work to do. I had to pay bills. I had to get rid of YouTube TV. I cut it. I jumped up their price. I'm done with it. Price is way too high. You got to cut it. I had to get rid of it. What do you do now? I got Spectrum. Yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to plug them, but hey, how you I doing? I got them too. Yeah, I got that. I just, no more delay. I've got uh, an antenna in my room. It gets Bob Ross at night at 1030 on uh, KCPT. I mean, that's television. all you need. Dude, Bob, I'll tell you what, you have a tough day. You have a tough day. You go through a tough break. You have a, you have a, you have a long night or something like that, or a long day. Bobby Ross will tell you how to paint it. It's a lovely tree that goes into your world. Pretty little clouds. That's right. Red reaction show. 913-576-7610. Smitty's garage beer and burger text line. Same as the phone. 913-576-7610. Nick Price, Dusty Ligon's here with you. Uh, Reacting to what was the last Chiefs game. Again, if you want. You can just tell me to shut up, and you can call, and you can have the entire show. I really don't mind. You can literally do that. That's what we do on Monday nights. That's how we conclude this long day of Chiefs content because this is where you get all your Chiefs content, 610 Sports Radio, pregame, postgame, highlights, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, name it. We don't have a TikTok yet, but I think we should. I think you should Bink- run it. No, I think Binkley should. Shirtless. 
chugging beer, dancing every time the Chiefs score a touchdown. But That'd probably be the best thing on TikTok. Yeah. For, for some people. I don't have one. I think I'm just, I think I missed the, I think I'm past no, the age Honestly, gap. TikTok's the first thing that made me feel old. Like, okay. I just don't get it. But we talked about last segment to get more serious with this Red Reaction Show to get your calls at 913-576-7610. Just the smell of this new plastic in here is just going to get me to that level, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I'm already there. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing that's crazy about this Chiefs offense is I, I got a bold take alert um, that this offense could be better than 2018's offense. It's real easy to talk about that. Like, it really is. Because you could say, Dusty, 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 Dusty. Calm down. Calm down. Let's not say this offense is better than the 2018 offense after one game where you played Bill O'Brien's disaster. But if you think about how they use Clyde Edwards Hilaire, like if you think about how he was used and what he can do to add to this offense, like I'm, I'm dead serious. Like he had 25 carries for 138 yards and he leads the league in rushing after one game. The reason why this offense can be better than that is because of exactly what happened on Thursday night. This offense didn't play its best offensive game. I think everybody can realize that. When you watch that game, you were high as hell going into it. And what I mean by that is that you were were at a level of euphoria because football was back. You know, you might have cooked something on the grill. You might have had the Thursday afternoon cut short because you had to, quote, unquote, get some stuff done before the game started so you – Left And, you know, your boss is a Chiefs fan, and he said, I get it, Terry. It's okay to leave early. And you got to this game, and the Chiefs won. Sure, 34-20 to 20 if you bet the over. Congratulations. If you bet the Chiefs plus, I think, 10.5, congratulations. They did everything that they were supposed to do, and then you watched it again. If you were like me as a nerd, the very next day, I watched the entire game. They had it available. Fast forward, record on DVR, however you would do it. And I rewatch the game, and I look at myself, and I take away some things, and I'm thinking to myself, this wasn't even their best attempt at offense. They didn't even open anything up. In fact, this was basically like a B game of an offense. This was exactly what the situation was. Hey, we don't have to travel. We don't have to do anything out of the ordinary from our stadium. We know the, you know, we know the setup. We know how to get in, get out. We're just going to play playbook, plan this. And we're not going to open anything up. We're not going to do anything out of the ordinary. We're going to run our game. And if they can't stop it, perfect. If we have to, we can pick apart some things. Because obviously, the big game is in two weeks from tonight. Yeah. Which, by the way, some exciting news about that as we'll get into a little bit later. But Chiefs-Ravens in two weeks. We'll talk about that towards the end of the show and get your reaction on that on the Smitty's Burger Beer text line 913. I missed it. Oh, you did it. I finally did it. Hit it up. You got it? Oh, you need my help? I thought you were going to go in and save me, Nick. Uh, 913-576-7610. There you go. Or you can call us right now. Yeah. Um, and anyways, so when you look at how that offense played on that Thursday night game against the Texas team that the last time they played, they had to literally dig deep inside everything. They had to come back and win. Again, it was a playoff game. Different standards, I guess, if you want to talk about like fans and stuff like that in the game. But you look at this game, and you think to yourself, okay, they put up 34 They won by 14. They didn't seem to have a problem scoring. Why would you call it their B game? Because it was. Pat Mahomes only threw the ball for 211 yards. Again, Binkley said somebody walked out. He goes, you're going to see Pat's numbers decrease. Because he doesn't have to put up those numbers when he has a defense like that. And when you play a team like that where you don't have to break out anything special, and in fact to support why I think this wasn't their main offensive night, 
would be because the only wrinkle I saw that maybe Andy Reid was like, oh, crap, things aren't working the way they should with this plan that we're going with. Let's do this mixed direction play where we send Hardman in the backfield and then we send Kelsey out for a nice gain. And as soon as they did that, it was like everything clicked again. Because if you go back to the way the game started, which would segue us into our next topic of Demarcus Robinson, which I'm not going to hate on Demarcus Robinson. I would never do that. No. I, don't, I don't know the guy personally. I don't play football. If you saw me in person, you'd be like, clearly you were like a D lineman or an offensive lineman. Yeah, maybe JV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> never played varsity. Never uh. played football. I got hit once, got knocked out. It was like, not for me. So I'm never going to trash like a football player like that. I'd never do that. I'll, I'll, I'm just going to set you up with that. It's nothing rude for Demarcus. But the thing about that game and that offense that you saw is that that was nothing because the only time that you saw really a glimpse of what Andy Reid can really do to mess with your emotion and really open up a playbook is three real simple rules. One, Andy didn't have to do it. Two, the Ra- or the Texans weren't allowing him to do it because they weren't really doing anything to stop the way the offense was running. And three, it's like the pitcher's mentality. Why show him your curveball in the first two innings when you can just strike him out with your fastball? Then once you come back around the lineup and they're banking on your fastball, you break their knees. Very easy strategy. So what does Andy Reid do? Oh, week one's against the Houstons. We Houston Texans, we have six weeks to prepare for this with no preseason. We don't have to travel over camp. We're just going to play this game every day for six weeks. We're going to play one quarter a day, however they practice. And that's what happened is you didn't see this main offense, and it was already electric with Clyde. Like they were just going to give the ball to Clyde. The conditions were like 58, 98% moisture. It was kind of rainy. It wasn't ideal situations to throw the ball, even though Pat threw it in a blizzard last year and then quote-unquote said I can spin it and everything or anything. But the thing that's crazy as you look at that is that they had other guys step up that normally don't, and this is why Demarcus Robinson is so important in this year's offense as well. Because it appears, and Nick Price, I know you can talk about this, and callers, you can too, textures, you can, 913-576-7610. From the 913 with only one bye week, week three against the Ravens is huge. Best defense is a good offense. Reed is saving the playbook for the Ravens. I totally agree with that, and that's the final segment. So if you want to do that, we can get to it. Dusty, if you have an Android or a Fire Stick, Android, released a streaming platform that is Hulu, Netflix, HBO, Disney, is as any show on TV, and it's all free. I don't have a Fire Stick, I don't have an Android. I went back to cable. But I do have all those other apps. I don't know why I have Disney+. Plus. I just like, I don't know. So when it comes to Demarcus Robinson in this offense and where he fits in, He's not going to win you championships. He's not going to lose you championships. But what he's going to do is he's going to get you to do the things that you want to do, how you want to do them. And what I mean by that is that he's got to catch those touchdowns. Like, I get it. And again, I'm, I'm being honest with you. I've never really played football, so I'm not going to tell somebody that they have to do something. But in this situation, they're literally going to try to run Tyreek Hill off the field every single time. They don't want him to get, they don't want him to beat them deep. They just don't want to do it. It's just like the Barry Bonds effect. I don't know if it's to that level yet where they're going to walk him 278 times intentionally, but it's to the point where they're like, we're just not going to let Patrick Mahomes four step drop, throw it in the air, 70 yards, Tyree kill, catch it, completely suck the energy out of our team and game over. They're going to take that away. What they're seem to be look like they're doing, at least that's what I noticed watching this game against the Texans was that they were like, if they want to run the ball, 
that's going to cause the clock to run, which in all in all is going to slow down their offense, which means they can't score in like 17 seconds. Even though Bill O'Brien tried a 50-yard field goal with 28 seconds left, Chiefs three timeouts gave Patrick Mahomes the ball in the 50. Bill O'Brien doesn't make sense. I could spend four hours on Bill O'Brien and his chin. But the thing about Patrick Mahomes in this offense with Demarcus Robinson is that Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to put that ball between your number 85% of the time. Now I get it. Some of these touchdowns were a little tough. That one that, you know, got overturned was tough. He had it all the way down to the ground, but he trapped it. Right. Now the thing that that did, though, is that sucked the energy out of that offense because they were rolling, clicking, first down, first down, first down. Overturned, offense stalls. They got to go back into the wrinkle. Took of the a sack offense, on the next play, too. Which we'll get to that in the next segment about something that really got me juiced up, which I have another word for that, but I'm not sure I can use it. I've been off radio Probably for best a little not. bit. So I'm going to slide off it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk right. to the boss about it. We'll get, we'll get to it. Okay. Starts with an H, ends with a Y. Um, but we're going to use juiced. Um, but the thing about this is that, like, Demarcus Robinson can make other teams be like, hey, man, like, He's a receiver that can catch pretty accurately. If Pat can put the ball there, that can beat us. We've got to somehow think about it, which means when you start to see that, because if you realize, if you watch that game again, when they got that play going, Tyreek Hill was the decoy. And as soon as the safety just completely ran away, it was one-on-one up top, and Patrick Mahomes just put it right where it's supposed to be. That's what it got Albert Wilson paid. Albert Wilson isn't a stud receiver. He's good, but he's great with Pat. 913-576-7610, that's the number. Take a shot every time I call you if you're at home safe. Every time the number comes, boom. Then maybe you'll get some courage to get on the show. I'm calling you out. <laughs> get some courage. Do it. But again, that's where these guys pick up. Sammy Watkins got the memo. Sammy Watkins had, a great, had another great week one game for the Chiefs. I liked what he did. Again, I think it might help that, ooh, fantasy owners, James Conner, six rushes, nine yards. That's not a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire average. That's a 1.5. Clyde, 5.5. But when you think about how this offense can be better, and when they have to be better, you have to know that what you saw the other night was not their main skeleton form of offense. This was an offense that can get this team by certain teams. And the thing that makes me realize, to wrap this entire thing up, that they're using their B-style offense, is that that Houston team, to me, going into this season, was probably the number three contender to the Chiefs' way of getting back to the Super Bowl to quote-unquote hashtag run it back. It's Baltimore by far. And then I had Houston. Now, granted, when Houston got rid of DeAndre Hopkins and then they brought back in David Johnson and Bill O'Brien didn't lose any positional rank and got to stay as the GM and the head coach, you kind of were like, well, that's a little easy to think about. But with this B-team style of offense, I can beat these A-team style of teams. That has to let you think that there is so much more to see in this offense with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire only getting two targets in that game in the pass, pass offense. When he gets out there and he does his thing, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, Nick. Maybe I think that there's more to this off. Maybe this is the offense. It's just that I've gotten to the point where I'm numb to it. No, I mean, you saw it. Like, the Chiefs didn't score in the first quarter on Thursday night, and then they did their usual thing in the second quarter, outscoring you 17 to nothing. And after that, the game was pretty much in hand for the rest of the time. So... You know, one word comes to mind when I was watching that game, both live and when I watched it back, is it was effortless. Like, everything that Pat was doing out there, nothing seemed like he had to make some crazy play. It was all just by the book, effortless. There's the open guy. Run the ball, run the ball. There's the open guy. It was easy, you know? And so they didn't have to bust out, like you mentioned earlier, really many of those trick plays at all. Like, that one little screen pass to Kelsey 
is kind of that that little foolery that you like to see from Andy Reid that kind of gets this offense jump started a little bit, yeah. but they didn't need it. And like you said, they're saving it for week three. Um, no, I totally get I totally get that. Like I totally I totally get that the Ravens are the team to look out for. Um Red Reaction Show 913-576-7610. Text line, same number, 913-576-7610. Something that I want to bring up is a little bit of Travis Kelsey. Um, I like to think of this segment as like something where like if you have a hot take that you want to get off your chest that maybe you didn't like something, maybe it's the linebackers play. A lot of people in the text line, um, 913-576-7610. Welcome to it. It's the real world. That's from the 314. Um, good analogy. I assume they're talking about the pitching analogy, but if you want to get into that, I mean, a lot of people so far in the text line, it seems like the most popular thing tonight on the text line is we're saving everything for the Ravens. I couldn't agree more. We'll get to that towards the end of the show, but coming up next, I think there was something that we don't really realize when it happens, but it seems to happen a lot. And we always seem to pick it apart when something different happens, but we only focus on the worst part about it. We'll get to that next. The red reaction show Monday nights at eight, six ten sports radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. We're back in. We're like 14 minutes left in radio time. We're really like 1330. Uh, Nerd. Um, That's for sure. Mike OP, phone line's yours. What's up? Hey, it's great to hear you guys. Uh, listen to you guys on Saturday. It's just really good to hear Aww. you guys. And uh, just want to say two quick things. You guys have mentioned the Ravens, but if you think about it, it was only one team getting a first round bye. How big of a game that is in two weeks, or in two weeks from Monday or tonight? Because whoever gets that will have a two game thing. And the only I can't say anything negative about the Chiefs because they were so awesome. But love to see them get hard in the game a little bit next week. Yeah. Hey, Mike, you're still on the line. Um, what really got you juiced up uh, in the game on uh, on Thursday? Like, what if you were like if you were sitting on your couch, gym shorts, light t shirt? What really would get you jumping out of your chair? On uh, which game? On Monday night? On thir- No, on Thursday night when they played the Texans. Like, what did it for you? Like in that game, there's always like a moment in the Chiefs game that gets somebody going. What was the thing that got you juiced up in that game? The, gosh, for me, it was just from the beginning. It was the moment of. Just a moment of seeing football, live football again. But I just loved seeing the hilarious first play. It was just pretty exciting. And just everything. everything. I mean, Mahomes was spot on with everything he did. The defense was good. Yeah, they gave it 14 points late, but that doesn't matter. Just the whole the whole thing. And actually to see a couple fans there and a couple fans in Jacksonville on Sunday was kind of cool to see that too. All right, Mike, be easy, man. Hey, you too, man. Thanks for the call, Mike. Mike from OP. 913-576-7610 is the number. The number for this text line, Nick Price, is? 913-576-7610. See, that's what I like to hear. That's that's the kind of call I like is when somebody says, I was juiced from the get-go. Like, for me, it was when, like, the minute that my old buddy and, and coworker Ron Hubley would always say this, what got his pants off. What really got me horned up was when Clyde broke that man's leg and then took it in for the end zone. Because that was a rookie and an all-pro safety trying to tackle him, and it was one move and in. And again, we go back to the narrative that this was just the B-team style of offense. This wasn't your Sunday's best. This wasn't what you walk in to the sanctuary wearing the suit, ready to meet Margaret and say, let's talk. This is, this was football Sunday, and it was like, yeah, 
All right. Like, hello, this is the team that should contend for the playoff spot to, to you know, represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. And it didn't look like that. And the Chiefs didn't treat them like that because they didn't have to. I got, I kind of got to agree with Mike there, though. Just the fact of having football back on TV was kind of already getting me juiced up enough. And yeah. the fact that, you know, like six months went by where the city, like, yeah, they had a parade back in February and everything, but it wasn't a traditional off season where, right. you know, you got people going to St. Joe and you've got pre like preseason games and all the hype and all the talk. Like, yeah, there was hype, but just finally having that moment on Thursday night of football is back. Yeah. That's what got me juiced up too. Yeah. It took me a while. Like I had a conversation with my buddy for a little bit before the game uh, that night. We had a couple conversations. We were both kind of antsy, but we weren't like to that point where it was like, Hey, like, you know, this is football. It means something. It starts, you know, it really, I mean, I didn't really get really into it, really, really into it until really like the chiefs were on the field, a couple plays in and everything was starting to, because they, you know, they didn't get the ball first. And, you know, watching that defense was interesting because you want to make sure, like, everybody's doing it. But, like, the thing besides Clyde, I think that it got everybody kind of going, to me was Chris Jones. Because I think going into this entire situation leading up to the season, other than COVID and other than zero fans and other than any of that happening, I think one of the – I think the biggest conversation that this entire city had was, you know, are they going to pay Chris Jones? Right. Right. And they hadn't even paid Pat yet. Right. And of course, like we we remember the video of the, you know, they go into the liquor store, buy a bunch of champagne. Is it Chris Jones? No. In fact, it's Pat Mahomes's half a million dollar contract. So I thought Chris Jones looked really good. That's probably what my biggest thing is. It got me juiced up, which is seeing Stone Cold Jones like because everybody always uses that lazy conversation starter. Like, well, I don't want to pay him because they want you pay him. Then they don't play like they used to. Mm-hmm. And Chris Jones basically came out two middle fingers to the 16 plus thousand that were there all night long, sack and a half, six total. I mean, I think he had, let's see, I think he had a he had four total, four total, three, three solo. solo. He had a sack and a half, which means he assisted on one of them. Touchdown Juju Smith-Schuster for those of you in fantasy football. That's his second of the night is on my squad. Me too. So when you think about it in that sense, Chris Jones has been paid. Frank Clark's been paid. They both, as a tandem on that defense, scary. Juan Thornhill slowly coming back, becoming that new safety with the Honey Badger, scary. Something that I teased before the break, I was talking about Travis Kelsey. I've got a soft spot in my heart for Travis Kelsey. One, I'm envious of his eyes. Two, I'm extremely envious of his swag. He's got great attire. He's always nailing it, no matter what. 100% of the time, whatever he does is perfect. He's the perfect example of what can be great that isn't at the start. And it always seems like when Travis Kelsey has two or one or two drops in a game, people like to think about Travis Kelsey dropping the ball. I bring this up because it's fitting to this game that he just played because when they played Houston in the playoffs, I believe he had two big drops in the first quarter or the first half at least. He dropped a first down on like third and eight. And I remember I was sitting here next to Binkley and Kent Swanson during that game the entire time. Binkley wouldn't make me leave. Or he forced me to stay and sit in the same seat because the team started to do better. And he's like, Dustman, you got to stay right there. You'll move muscle, Dustman. And and Binkley can back this up. He's going to be on with Alex Gold tomorrow, 10 to 2. Filling in for Cody Tapp, Steven Serta, Alex Gold, 10 to 2, 610 Sports Radio. And people were starting to get in arguments with Binkley. 
about how they're like, well, I just think that, like, you know, Travis Kelsey's always got these drops, and it's always in crucial times. And then Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes basically flipped that game around, and that kind of stalled the conversations. I move on to Thursday night, and we brought up the wrinkle in the offense that Andy Reid kind of showed um, when they did the misdirection play and got Hardman as, like, a decoy and then had Travis kind of slide up, take a screen pass, and then take it for, like, 15 yards. Travis Kelsey had six receptions on six targets for 50 yards and a touchdown with an 8.3-yard average. Like, Travis Kelsey continues to get better and wiser and stronger and more efficient the longer his career goes on. He's going to have 1,000 yards again this season. And when I talked about it earlier, when they were going to have teams where they were just going to let Travis Kelsey eat, that's a bold statement to make. Because if you're going to do that, you're still going to lose. Because I will put this against anybody. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the entire NFL. I'll listen to George Kittle. I'll listen to nothing else. Mark Andrews is good. He's in a very good system with Lamar Jackson, that offense. Mark Andrews hasn't been doing it the way Travis Kelsey's been doing it. George Kittle hasn't even been doing it like Travis Kelsey has done it. And when they put the wrinkle in the offense, guess what they went with? They went with a misdirection play to Travis Kelsey because they knew he'd secure it, get the yardage, and go forward. No drops in this game. By the way, the temperature for this game was 58. It was wet. There was 98% moisture on the field, in the air, everywhere. Kept a hold of the ball. I get it. You can say, Dusty, nobody talks that much bad about the about the Brown, about the Brown, or about the Travis Kelsey and the drops, but they did oh, big in that time. playoff game. Yeah. That's all I saw. And I think it's so crazy. It's like the analogy of don't ask yourself why fast food or why why good food, healthy food is expensive. Ask yourself why bad fast food is cheap. Don't get upset when Travis Kelsey drops one or two passes in a game. Because you know he's not going to do that consistently. Now, I get it. Big-time game, big-time performance. You don't want to see your superstars dropping passes like that. But what he did after that completely changed that narrative for most. There were still some of those haters. But for the most part, People kind of came around. And in this game, first game of the season, new year, trying to run it back, I thought the leader on offense, other than Pat, I thought the leader that kept this offense at Keene, kept it going, kept it rolling, was Travis Kelsey. Didn't drop anything, was a leader. And, oh, by the way, who's the best friend of the quarterback? Well, and you talk about the drops, too. That used to be the number one thing that people would point out. Every big game, they would look at Travis Kelsey and just be waiting for him to drop a pass. And not only that, but... You talk about that leadership, and we've talked about this on our Saturday show before, too, of just watching Kelsey really grow up to be that lead-by-example kind of guy on the field. I mean, nobody's out there taking it more seriously than him. He's still having fun, you know, touchdown dances, all that kind of stuff. But he is definitely one of those voices of reason in that locker room, one of those guys that when he says, hey, it's go time, you listen to it, just like you listen to Pat, just like the defense listens to the Honey Badger, all of that. And so, you know, it's easier for us to stay here, stand here and say that Travis Kelsey is one of the biggest pieces on this team but in the entire NFL, but I mean, he really is one of the – he's the glue that holds it together on that offense. No, I get it, man, and that's another reason why, like, I kind of have that tender, loving care for Travis Kelsey because, remember, he was a third-round pick out of Cincinnati who was suspended from his team, came with a little bit of baggage, had a little bit of a toot. You know, through the flags, through the flag slash towel at the referee, which I love. That was a younger Dusty. Yeah, the Yahtzee, I'm into that. The Yahtzee I'm a, thing. I'm a heel turning kind of guy. Yeah. I want to see the grit on the field. The uh, Von Miller motion or whatever. The 
he did like the rolling the dice motion yeah. at one time, which we know it wasn't rolling the dice. It was clearly was something it? else. Hmm. What was it? Um, I'll tell you during the break. All right. uh, speaking of, we got to get to one, but the phone line, 913-576-7610, Smitty's Beer, Burger, and Garage text line, 913-576-7610. Um, your topics, you want to do it, you can do it. Mike call from OP. He had the guts. He had the stones. But hey, don't remember. Or don't forget. That's weird. Don't remember. Please remember. Don't forget, every Monday, 2.15, Patrick Mahomes with CDOT and Levine on the drive. And also, coming up after this, we talk about next week's matchup. It's the Chargers, and is it a sucker's bet? The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. I like this beat. This is a classic, man. Yeah, what's this one called? Like called salmon the, something? No, no. That uh, I know which one you're talking about, but this one is called the Juice Full. See? When yeah. we do juiced up, we got to do that. Yeah. We got to come up with like some liners, too. Like, what gets you juiced up? Maybe I should just go out on the town with my mask on and just ask people what player on the Chiefs gets them juiced up. I like that. Little what man you, on the street. What do you think the percentage is when I ask women when they say, which player gets you juiced up? How many? What's the percentage they say, Kelsey? 95. That's high. You think so? Yeah, because I think Pat's too young. By the way, Pat's birthday is coming up, right? Yeah, like Thursday, right? Thursday, 25. Must be nice. Yeah. Half a million dollars. We'll be the same age. You feel like you've accomplished <laughs> as much as he has. I mean, life. I think that it's comparable. <laughs> you know, everybody's got a different path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people peak a little bit later than others, so we'll Yeah, see. you're never going to peak that much. I don't know. I do. We'll see. Like, I know the plan is with somebody else. Like, I know that that the Lord Almighty knows where you're going with your plan. I'll tell you where I'm going with my plan. It ain't going to be with Pat. I know I'm not going to be able to get somebody a ring like that. Oh, my goodness. When that hit Instagram, whoo. Yeah. I looked at that, and I said, well, that topped the Super Bowl trophy there. They asked him today what was more nerve-wracking on the drive. You can hear Pat Mahomes on the drive every Monday, 2-15, uh, with Carrington and Levine. Um... I just every time I think of Levine, I think of him running the 40 yard dash shirtless in a gym and falling face first. Oh man. Do you hear that? He's not playing softball in the fall because it's too cold. Okay. First <laughs> off. Sorry. I don't know that. I, Levine, just had to throw that. I don't know that Levine plays softball. No, our team played against his over the summer. He said, actually, I do know he plays. He said he's a, he's a double singles machine. He's a he, singles machine. Okay. So that, but he's a machine still. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of slap hits. All you right. Know? Well, Every Monday, 2.15, you can hear Sean Levine ask Patrick Mahomes questions. This week, they asked him a question about, um, they asked him, like, what was tougher, proposing or the Super Bowl fourth quarter? And he was like, oh, proposing. He's like, getting down on one knee is tough. And he also said that Anthony Sherman and Greg Dieter were two of the guys that were telling him about how to get prepared for this and everything like that. For marriage. Yeah. Which I never would have thought you would have gotten your most marriageable advice from a guy that has a nickname, The Sausage. The Sausage. (laughs) So who told you how to propose? Ah, oh, this buddy of mine named the sausage. Right. Um, well, well, huh? Right, yeah. <laughs> so next week, it is the Chiefs and the Chargers. Um, if you remember uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's famous video, go Chargers, Dodges, go. Ah, oh, the governator. Uh, Chiefs, Chargers, Chiefs open up as an eight and a half favorite. Nick Price, you gamble like I do. We're both scumbags. Mm-hmm. Um, Degenerates. 
you know, that's fine. That's somebody's got to play that. Some, somebody's got to play that role in life. I can't yeah. be the the charming guy no. all the time. I'm never gonna be that guy. Yeah, I just like having parlays. Out I'm there. the anomaly that just so happens to work sometimes. That's yeah. just how I am. Yeah. I'm Brad Keller as a starting pitcher. Yeah, my EAR. I'm just you know I am what I am. I'm good at what I know I'm good at. I'm Every not five good at days you show up and that's you right. do your job. Those other four look out. Yeah. But the Chargers and Chiefs, eight and a half is the spread. I want to take it. I talked to our boss before this spec. I said, man, is it a sucker's bet to take eight and a half against the Chargers? He says it's a high number. I worry about early season divisional games. I don't know if they should do eight and a half. I want to put money on that, but I'm just like, if I do, I know that's going to ruin my day if the Chiefs don't get to cover that. I'm taking it. You are? I mean, no problem. Yeah. Monday night, he's there. Doesn't matter if somebody doesn't practice. Nick Price is there. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, the big game, obviously, three weeks or two weeks from tonight. Um, Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, I'm worried. The only thing that really worries me about that is because if I can pick apart two things in the Chiefs game that I saw on Monday night or Thursday night, the two things I would pick apart that were concerning was probably linebacker play. Just like not really seeing, which I mean, I don't, I don't really dive into it after one game, but like not really seeing like that presence of somebody dominating in that, like yeah. in that first stage, and where that made me think immediately was like, oh boy, like Lamar Jackson, that's where he eats. Like he doesn't eat deep, he doesn't eat on the outsides. When he can kind of fluctuate where he's gonna go, like if somebody's gonna bite or not, and then he turns on the Jets, or he just unleashes that arm. Yeah, and that's what worries me about the Ravens. I know it's two weeks away. That kind of worried me. And then the only other thing that worried me was the offensive line near the goal line. Like, I again, fantasy owners can be biased. I do have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in one league. Um, Darius Slate, another touchdown. Forced to punt podcast, Steven Stern and Dusty Likens. We do it every week. We do it every Wednesday. You can hear it. We both told you to play Deontay Johnson and Darius Slate, and they're both having great games. But the thing about this is that the concerning part was inside the two or three or one or two. They just couldn't seem to get the ball. I don't know what it was. If he wasn't seeing the hole, if the line was just like fatigued when they got there. But that was the only two things I could really pick apart in a 34 to 20 win against a team that's supposed to be somewhat a concern in the future towards the playoffs. It was also towards the end of the game. And, you know, it seemed like they were trying to get Clyde to get in it. Like you've seen the Chiefs open up the passing game from the two yard line before, you know, so I'm not as concerned about that as you might be. And then when it comes to the linebackers, you gotta, you gotta imagine that there's a decent amount of rust when you're coming off of no preseason, not really hitting in practice and everything. That's something though, to keep an eye on in this chargers game. As you look forward to week three, Monday night football, the Baltimore Ravens, I mean, and you know, Mike earlier from OP, he said it, that's pretty much a two game swing that game because you only got the one by and then you'd have the tiebreaker as well. So, I mean, it's early in the season, and you don't want to say that, you know, your whole season comes down to this moment. But two weeks from tonight, that's going to be a big game-changing, season-changing kind of game, whichever way it plays out. One of the better things of the night of the game that I liked a lot was the fact that I got this from Vern. It's weird to see Vern tweet about football since Vern's back. By the way, you can hear Vern's hot stove back – or not hot stove. You can hear Vern's pre- and post-game starting tomorrow – as the Royals had an off game tonight, Josh Ferner, Royals Insider, 610 Sports Radio. You can always find his postgame show every single night on Twitter or listen to the radio.com app, or you can call in and talk to him in postgame on 913-576-7610, Big Vern. But he said on a tweet, and it made me think really hard about this, was the fact that Pat Mahomes' jersey in postgame was as clean as it was in pregame. 
Pat Mahomes got sacked once for eight yards. That offensive line, I know we just said that there was some sort of concern when it came to like the very end of the game where they were at the very uh, goal line of it. But that offensive line protected Pat Mahomes like he was a $500 million man. When he did that interview with Michelle Tafoya, who I love to death, I would drop mm-hmm. to a knee today for her. When he did that interview with uh, Michelle Tafoya, the one and the five were as white as they were when he ran on the field before he threw the first pass of the game. That is something that you should pay attention to every single week. Is Pat Mahomes' jersey clean? If it is, you know they did their job. You know he had a smooth game. I believe 24-35, 2-11, three touchdowns. It was an easy game for Pat. It was an easy night for us. Nick Price, Dusty Ligons here on 610 Sports Radio. Thanks for listening. 913-576-7610. Call in, text in anytime you'd like. I'm Dusty Ligons. That's Nick Price. This is the Red Red Reaction Show on 610 Sports Radio. Fesco starts at 6. Cody and Gold, but Beacon Gold at 10. And then Levine and Carrington for the drive, 2-6. to six. And then Royals after Dusty Likens, 610 Sports Radio. Have a good night. Be safe. Be easy. Listening to 610 Sports Radio, the official broadcast partner of the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. KCSP Kansas City, WDAFHD2 Kansas City, a radio.com sports station. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.